Welcome, welcome. My name is Paula Brennan, and this is the business of personal branding photography, where I'm sharing lots of insights to help you if you're an existing photographer or a budding photographer thinking about jumping into personal branding, or even if you're already working this model within your business and you just want to learn a little bit more from someone who's kicking it in the craft. Now, today I wanted to answer a question that I have been getting asked for the last couple of years because. People constantly come to me and they ask me about my four-person shoot days. So if you don't know what these are, let me give you a little bit of context. I really wanted to figure out how I could maximize my time in my business. For the last 22 years, I've been a photographer and I've been working lots of gigs and lots of different things. And as I've gotten a little bit older, really what my goal is, is to make sure that I'm spending my time in the best way that I can. And also that it's the most financially beneficial that I can as well. But at the same time, what I also want to be able to do is deliver more to my clients. I'm not all about the buck. (laughs) I'm really about that sort of, you know, me casa, you casa, win-win situation. And so in order to do this, I wanted to figure out how I can create experiences for my clients where I'm not only using the best use of my time, but I can get my clients the best value out of their experience. And so what I decided to do was curate these experiences where I have multiple clients getting photographed concurrently at the same time. Now, what the fantastic thing about this is, obviously, is that all four people on the photo shoot get to benefit from the collective financial input. So with this, what I'm talking about is the cost of the venues, the cost of the makeup artists or the hairdressers. These are the normal expenses that you incur when you're doing a personal branding photo shoot as a client. And what I wanted to do was try and spread out these costs for both myself and obviously for my clients as well. So let me take you back just a little bit. It's December 2019. I'm thinking about giving up my photo shoot. Well, I'd actually already decided to do it because branding was taking over and I wanted to move into that space really gung-ho. And I just needed to figure out what I was going to do because at the time what I was doing was I was getting my personal branding clients often to buddy up so that it was greater value for them. I wanted to try and help them so that they could split the cost between the two of them. And at the same time, I was also doing these headshot days where there's multiple people on the photo shoot. Oftentimes we were doing six up to maybe sometimes 12 shoots in a day. And I was getting consistently really great averages out of those shoot days. And I really didn't want to lose that momentum. And I was like, oh, I think there's something that we can do here. So this is how I originally came up with this concept. Now, one thing I do know after having so many different sort of styles of shoots and so many different styles of of genres that I've worked in is that women love to hang out and share experiences. They love to connect. They love to share space with each other. They love to share stories. And especially more so, I found this with the solo business owner. So a lot of my clients do tend to work on their own at home. Now they might have a team, but oftentimes this can consist of contractors that are not necessarily in their office space and it can get a little bit lonely, right? So I loved this idea of bringing women together and bringing them together for a shared experience that at times can be 
a little bit nerve-wracking. Let's be honest. Getting a photo shoot can be really intimidating. Um, If you haven't jumped on the other side of a camera, make sure you go and do it because it's very important to feel what it feels like to be the client. But I loved this concept of bringing a bunch of similar like-minded women together and to get them in on one experience. And as I said earlier, being able to reduce the overall cost per person was a benefit. Being able to provide a better, longer experience with more dynamics throughout it and letting them enjoy the things together, this just all seemed like a win for me. So this is how I kind of came up with these these shoot days that I do. And I have to say, it's been amazing. It's been such a wonderful experience putting these people together on a shoot and watching them encourage each other and bond during the shoot. I love community. I love connection. It's kind of what I'm all about. And watching women as I said, encourage or, you know, one person sees someone else do something so that then they have the courage to be able to do it as well. And and as the day progresses, they are sort of all bantering and getting to know each other a little bit more. It's a really fantastic experience. And I really recommend if you've got the capacity to do something like this, that you do it in your business, because it also obviously can be quite financially beneficial and really time effective for you as a shooter. Now, the other thing that you need to know, though, is that it does take a lot of organizing. But that's what today's episode is all about, because I want to break down the step by steps that I think are crucial to running something like this successfully. And I am going to be sharing them with you now. So the first thing that I think is really, really important for you to get clear to make a day like this successful is that you are marketing to a niche group. You want to be trying to attract people that have similar values as each other, maybe underlying values, or even just a similar business culture. It doesn't necessarily need to be people from the same business. In fact, it's also better if you don't have people that might be in somewhat competitive space. I highly recommend like a couple of times I've ended up with two people on the photo shoot that had the same businesses. And so I've moved them into a separate shoot day. I've asked one of them to move out and to move into a separate day, just so there's no sort of competitiveness. And I don't want to feel like there's any kind of repetition or anything like that. Now, for me, what's important with this is making sure that the businesses are some way aligned. Okay. I I can't kind of quantify this for you because you need to know who you love to work with. But for me, the simple thing that I always say, and it's a really kind of anyone that's in this space understands, but I love the spiritual woo-woo type of people. Okay. So I love nothing more than people who are like into crystals or into meditations and into that kind of thing. So that tends to be who my niche market is that I go for. And it doesn't matter if they're a solicitor or if they're a digital marketer, or if they are a spiritual healer, or perhaps they might be a dance teacher. It doesn't matter. But usually what I find is that that's the commonality between all of my clients and it makes marketing to them really easy because the language is the same. Businesses aren't the same, but the languages are the same. Now, what this ends up becoming for them is a little bit like a networking day, right? So oftentimes I find that my clients do end up becoming each other's clients after this sort of a thing as well and making genuine relationships from this. So it's kind of like a win-win on lots of different angles for the clients if you make sure that you're kind of marketing to the same sort of group. What you don't want to have is any conflicts on the day. You don't want people that just don't get on. Okay. If you've got people from sort of different mindsets or different belief systems, it's just going to be too difficult for you to coordinate. And there might just be a little bit of friction on the day, which you don't necessarily want to have. I'm not saying that people wouldn't necessarily be nice to each other, but it's better if there is that sort of sense of bonding between the group. 
Now, the way that you can do this with your marketing is you show the kinds of clients that you want to attract. It's really, really important that the vibe of the people in your folio are the right vibe that you want to be attracting. So for me, it tends to be quite light and bright and I live by the sea. So a lot of the houses and the types of photos that we take tend to be somewhat beach related or like that kind of natural kind of coloring and that sort of vibe. And and my clients all tend to emulate that because obviously I'm doing my marketing well and I'm getting my niche market each time. But it is really important that you show who you want to attract so they can see themselves in the photos. So don't go filling your folio full of 20-year-old models if the women that you want to attract are more in their 40s and 50s because they just won't be able to see themselves in the photos and they won't be attracted to them and they'll think that you're not the right photographer for them. Now, the second thing that you need to do is obviously you need to choose the appropriate venue. Now, the venue needs to suit the aesthetic or the vibe that you're after. Now, I do this by hiring Airbnbs and sometimes I do hire off photo sites as well, sites that are specific for location attracting for photo shoots and video shoots. You can do a bit of research on this in your own neighborhood and find them. But the main thing for me, obviously, when I'm looking at this is that the space is appropriate because you're going to have four different women running around if you choose to do four. I wouldn't say do any more than that to start with, but you need to make sure that each of them have a room that they can go to. Usually a four bedroom house is a minimum for me, two different living spaces, and I need to make sure that the vibe is right in the house. Okay, so obviously the furniture and the furnishing is going to suit each one of their brands as well. You also need to make sure, obviously, (laughs) that light is the thing that we need to shoot with. I shoot mostly with the natural light, so you need to make sure that the place obviously has enough rooms that are well lit naturally for you to be able to shoot in. As I said, I would be searching on Airbnb for rooms that are four plus and also too I'd be looking at those venue hire sites because most of them are specifically you know ready for photos and they're nicely styled and things like that you can try and do this in one person's house or a client's house or even in your own but the most important thing that you do is that you need to strip everything out that speaks to a family okay so you're going to take all the photos all the decorations that are kind of you know like the kids paintings and stuff off the wall you need to make sure you strip the space of that because you just want to be able to walk around the house and move each woman from place to place and be able to make it her own. Now, the third thing that I need you to make sure that you're choosing correctly is additional locations that are complementary to the people that are in the photo shoot. So it can be a little bit difficult. You do need to take the average of the whole group of what they need. And I find being able to choose spaces that are generic is probably the easiest thing for you to do so that you can make sure that sort of you can match each space that you're going to in the additional locations outdoors to your clients. So think about things like going to natural parks, going, as I said, I go to beaches or you might go to river systems if you've got them. Cafes are always a great spot or blank walls where there's um, lots of space on the left and right to be able to put text and things on the photos later. The main thing you want to do is make sure that the spaces that you go to are easy to access. And right now, what you do need to be considering is that it's socially acceptable for you to bring a few people in. So if you're thinking about doing things like cafes, make sure that you just okay it with the owners before you rock up or have an arrangement at a specific time that you go in. 
And make sure that your clients, if they are going to sit at a table, that they order some food or they order some drinks so that they are actually a paying client and you're not detracting from that space. Now, oftentimes you can do deals with places as well where they will let you photograph if you sort of swap the photos. And that can be a good arrangement if you do make sure that you fulfill that obligation. You can't leave that down to your clients because oftentimes they just won't do it. You need to make sure that if that's something that you promise to somebody that you actually come up with the goods yourself and you make sure that that absolutely happens. What you need to make sure of is that the locations that you choose to go from from the original point are in appropriate distance to each other, okay? You don't want to be sitting in a car with four people that are going for miles, you know, like you don't want to be traveling 30, 40 minutes to locations. Manage your time in the planning process. Don't overcommit yourself, okay? You've got four people to navigate when you get to each location, And you need to make sure that you don't overindulge in the planning stage and give yourself too many things and don't tell them that you're going to do X, Y, Z if you don't think that you're going to be able to do it in the timing. Obviously, you need to take into consideration the lighting on the day and that's going to be, you know, dictate depending on the time of the year and wherever you are in the world, you need to make sure that you've given yourself appropriate time because you don't want to be shooting into the dark. That's just not cool. (laughs) You also want to make sure that you're not giving these poor women too many locations to run around to. I will tell you a story that once we did it, we did just promised too many different things. This was in the early days and I promised too many things to too many different women. And I thought that I'd be able to just do a pit stop and take one woman out. But what happened was every one of them wanted to get photos at each location that I'd promised. And so where I thought I was just going to be photographing one person, I ended up photographing four. And as you can imagine, the timing just ran way out. And I had a lot of very, very tired women at the end of the photo shoot. So you don't want to be doing this to them either. Now, guys, I'm just going to take a quick break here now. But I will be back. I have another four awesome points for you that you need to be considering when you're putting together a shoot day like this. Paula, I just want you to know I have been in several courses. And this is the first one that I've actually produced so much before the course ended. And you know what? This is also the first one that I've seen like 100% participation. Yeah, I don't know how you did it, but you got some magic work in there. So. <laughs> this is the best coaching program I've ever done. And I've done quite a few in both industry-based and everything's so organized and beautifully done and understandable and has action steps for each thing. It's amazing. But I want it to be accessible for photographers who, you know, aligned with what they might pay for a new piece of gear that they think might revolutionize their business. I want that, what this program to feel like, if that makes sense in terms of investment. So it's the same sort of price as buying a new camera with a a decent lens on it. Go for it. I'd just like to say you're a far better investment than that new camera that I bought. (laughs) (laughs) Now, obviously, when you are putting together a day where you've got four different women who all need to get ready and they all need to be organized, you can't do this alone. So you are going to need to organize for yourself a team to help you to keep this day moving forward. Now, the first thing that I always consider with my photo shoots is a makeup artist. It's really important that I have a makeup artist that's quick 
and efficient. I don't want the beautiful makeup artist that sit, sits there and has a chat. She needs to be able to, of course, talk and everything, but she needs to be able to work at the same time. So you want to have a makeup artist who can possibly do hair. And I suggest if you're going to be doing upwards of four people that you have two people that do it. You can choose to have a makeup artist. So she'll do the bang, 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 do all the makeup and the hairdresser will do all of the hair. Or else you can get makeup artists that can do hair and they can do two each. You choose you. But if you're going to be shooting four people, I would say to you that you do need to have the two artists on board so that you can make sure that everything gets done quite early in the day. And then that way you're ready to start shooting. Right now, I do hire a makeup artist and a hairdresser separately. And what I do with mine is that we have the makeup artist stays for the entire day and she's able to do hair changes. The hairdresser stays until we leave the house. So where we're getting ready, which is usually the first half of the day. So she can do a few changes and she can reset the ladies before we end up going out on location. But it helps to make sure that, you know, that there's sort of the right professionals there to take care of of the ladies on the day and that they can get spricked up and they can get changed in between their changes as well. Remember, I'm always looking to create variety and make sure that the shoot doesn't look like it happened on the one day. So it's important that there are little changes in the way that the makeup is done as well. Now, you might also choose to have an assistant on the shoot day I think it's fantastic to have a runner particularly if you're in a house that might need to have lighting and things like that it's really important for the sets to get set up quickly if you need to move furniture around if you want someone to sit there and organize the women in the early days I used to have another assistant who would simply work through my lists and help to keep things organized in that way I've gone to a stage now where I can operate a little bit leaner my makeup artist and my videographer slash assistant Jordan we all work really tight as a team so those girls help me to get things organized when I need to so I don't need that extra person on the shoot but I say in the early days particularly if you're not confident working with multiple people that you do have an assistant there solely not even necessarily for you to with gear solely to manage the people and then you might have another assistant that's your supporter, the person that helps you with lighting and all of your gear and things like that. Either way, you need someone who's just a runner, basically. So whichever role you choose, or if you choose both, you need to make sure that you've got someone there that can just help to keep the thing rolling forward and obviously help to keep the clients on point and know where they need to be as well, because you can't always be in four places for four clients at one time. Now, you might also choose to have someone recording behind the scenes video. This is something that we do on our shoots and it helps me to obviously show up on social media because you, if you have the makeup artist and the hairdresser they're solely in their role so you can't expect them to be doing it behind the scenes and if you've got a good assistant who's running around they might be able to do it for you or you could have that admin assistant the runner helping to record behind the scenes as well but I actually have a videographer now who works with me full-time Jordan who's also sort of like my assistant she helps me to carry the gear and things like that so she's fantastic asset to my team now you can can't obviously layer all of these people into your team at once so you do need to bring in contractors and things um, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about that on another episode so I won't go into it too deeply right now but definitely the bare minimum is having the makeup artist and assistant and then from there on you can go and add on as you want. I really do think that it's vital on these sorts of shoots that you do have a shot list for yourself. You have some sort of running list that keeps you organized and it also will help you to create variety for each person. 
the worst thing that you can do is just duplicate over and over on a shoot day like this. People don't want to end up with the same set of photos that someone else has. So it's really up to you to make sure that you're consulting with each person, that you make sure that you are creating individual shot lists that are easy to manage and you need to make sure that you are keeping everything moving forward. You want to be making sure that you're getting through at least three or four outfits for them at the property where you're getting ready. And then you want to be doing multiple outfits when you're out and about. You need to manage props and all sorts of things. So you need to have those individual shot lists in place. Now, Something that I need you to think about, and this is point number six, is that you really need to be managing your client's energy levels on the photo shoot. Actually, you need to manage everybody's energy levels. So your own, really. You need to manage, make sure that you have the stamina to get through a day like this. So oftentimes for me, I'm starting at 7.30, going in and getting set up. Clients are arriving at 8 and we're shooting sometimes till 5.30 at 6 o'clock at night. And I don't get downtime in that. Okay, my mind is constantly ticking over. And so I need to make sure that I'm fresh and perky throughout the day. I do take snakes in the car and I'm eating sugar in the afternoon. Yes, that is me. But no, maybe not for you. <laughs> I always have my trusty Diet Coke. You need to make sure that you manage your own energy levels, but you also need to manage theirs. So you can't keep pushing and pushing and pushing. The great thing about a shoot day like this, let's be honest, is that you can't shoot four people at once. So they are naturally getting a little bit of downtime in between the shoot anyway. But really what you want to make sure is that you give them some breaks. If you go to a cafe, let them stop and have a coffee or a wine if they like it. (laughs) You do need to make sure that you have lunch, that you stop and you take a breath and you take stock and you kind of check in with everybody too and make sure that their energy is in a good place. Um, Because sometimes some people might kind of like waver off a little bit or their insecurities might kick in or that kind of thing. So you need to make sure that you're tuned into that. Or else if you've got an assistant that she or he is tuned into that, okay? You need to have that role there somewhere. I'm very good at that particular role on my shoot, so I don't need someone else doing that. I kind of make sure that I'm the one that's staying across everybody. But you need to check in with everybody as you're going around. You're going to be super busy, but like I said, if you need someone else to do it, you need to make sure that you do check in with them every couple of hours just to make sure that they're fully in the space and that they're feeling good and that they're still feeling positive and that their energy is good. Sometimes I might just say to somebody to just take a little walk outside or something if I can see them sort of, you know, um, waning out. I do tend to work a lot with perimenopausal and menopausal women. So I do need to make sure, particularly in the climate that I work in for eight months of the year, it is quite warm depending on where you're at and what stage in your life you're at. So I need to make sure that I'm obviously managing that for them too. So if you work in a cold or extreme heat, you need to make sure that when you're going outside that you're just kind of mindful of that and that you also take them to locations that can help them to manage that as well. Now, the last thing that I need to do, and I think this is a good segue is from what I've just been talking about, is making sure that you give individual attention to each person that's in your shoot space. You need to make sure that when someone's in front of you and in front of your lens, that they get 100% of your full attention when you're with them. Sometimes it can be really easy to favor one person when they're really good in front of the camera 
or they're charismatic or they just uh, sometimes you might find that the one person sort of sucks your energy a little bit harder and pulls you harder than another person does on the shoot you need to make sure that you manage that don't let yourself get sucked in you need to make sure that you give them their time and then you cut that off and then you move on to the next person And again, I keep drumming this in, but this is where that shot list comes in really handy because you just go beat, 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 and you can move to the next person with the next outfit. So it's really important for you to make sure that you are zoning in and committing to that one person when they're in front of the lens and you don't let yourself get distracted because it's not fair to them. If they're standing in front of your lens, they're feeling quite vulnerable and you need to make sure that you're wrapping them with that big, beautiful hug that you do when you connect with them through your camera and through your lens. Now, this is just touching the surface of what you can learn about running a shoot day like this, but these are the kind of points that I thought you might not necessarily think about. I think a lot of people think about logistics and they think about timing and things like that, but I really wanted to delve a little bit deeper into a few other spaces and areas that I thought that you might overlook and that I've learned from experience of running these kind of days. Look, they can be great fun. And they can be really, really profitable too, which is the fantastic thing. And as I said earlier, clients connect with each other. There's lots of hugs, there's lots of connection, and there can be lots of tears and emotion and all sorts of good things happening on these sorts of shoot days, but they can get out of control quickly too. So what I want to say to you is start small. (laughs) If you're not used to this, start small. Start with two, then maybe go to three, and then maybe work your way up to four. Don't overwhelm yourself and go all in and overcommit yourself because you'll just find yourself getting out of control and you'll lose the the respect of the clients and you'll lose yourself on the day. And I don't want to see that happening to you. Now, because I come from a wedding background, I found managing lots of people very easy. But if you're not used to that, as I say, start small and take it in baby steps. Now, if you're like Paula, I want in, I I need to learn more and more about this and I need more lessons on how to create this product. And if you're interested in selling it within your, your business, I have created a course solely on this product. If you want to check out the show notes, you can learn more about this. And you can also, if you decide to join us inside of the Breakthrough community, you can add this on for a discounted price. So I'm going to put both of those options into the show notes. So that way you can check out both of those options on how to work with me. You might like to come and join the Breakthrough Tribe and learn not only about this, but about more opportunities and how to market and sell and grow your business using personal branding. Or you might like to just zone in and learn more about these days. And I'll teach you that with all of the templates and things that you need and workbooks and things that you need to get this moving forward for you in your business. I hope this has been really insightful for you and I can't wait to connect with you again. So salty. I'll still think about it.